it's okay. Unimportant. Uh, I hope whoever writes your emails dies. Uh. Lizzie? Vicky? Oh, God, you nearly gave me a heart attack. Why are you here? I told you not to. I know, I know. I'm sorry. I noticed you gave me your anxiety prescription the other day when you gave me those papers. I I wanted to return it. You could have just called me, you know? I didn't think you'd want to see me. I mean, Ellie and George have made it pretty clear they like me about as far as they can spit. Actually, we had a contest like that when we were in fifth grade. I don't know if you remember, Vicky, but... Vicky, stop. It's not that I don't want to see you anymore. I... Never mind. Thanks for giving that back. Um, I'll see you around town. Got it. Hey, Lizzie? Yeah? Do... Do you and the others still talk about freshman year? No. Not really. Why? I heard Ellie talking about it the other day. She sounded like she was still pretty mad about it. Well, that's Ellie's problem. I... I haven't been angry about that in a long time. You were a kid, Vicky. We all were. It wasn't in our control. Obviously. I just sometimes wonder if I had been a few minutes earlier, whether... Vicky, just don't. Don't. Right. I'm sorry. Well, see you later, elevator. (laughs) That's so wrong. Oh, everyone's a critic. Just go already, Vic. You too, Liz. Welcome back, darling listeners and non-listeners, cat lovers, dog lovers, chupacabra lovers, and those who adamantly deny the existence of cats, dogs, and chupacabras altogether. It's me, the one known far and wide as Vicky Other. From my timeline to yours, this is Radio Other. last week to do an episode talking about my collections. Well, I realized somewhere during my setup, most of my collections are actually at my house. So I had two options, create a wormhole between the studio and my room and slowly lug all the jars, boxes, and stuffed animals through one at a time, or just do my recording in my house. I went with the second option. Some may call it lazy, but I think it's simply being resourceful. So, welcome to my home. It's not much, but I like it. Here, I'll do some descriptions for you. It's a one-story cottage with a basement and a wide porch. It's mostly dark wood, and there's a garden in the back. Since most of Uncanny Valley is made up of backwoods, it's hard to get to. I've got a bedroom over here with a map of Uncanny Valley pinned to the ceiling. I drew it myself back in... Gosh, I think it was sophomore year. Yeah, that's right. Oh, here's a photo from seventh grade. George had that terrible haircut still. That was the year Lizzie practically started living in cardigans, and Ellie has her Entities Against Extraterrestrials shirt on. One of her moms gave her that, I think. Even back then, she was adamantly denying the existence of scientifically proven entities. And there's me, in the neon polka dot sweater Lizzie's grandma knitted me. 
I think it was Ellie's birthday, actually. That's why I'm wearing a paper crown. We went to Burger King, and as is custom with birthday parties there, were divided into factions and mercilessly pitted against each other in an all-out medieval turf war held in the giant obstacle-filled crater out back of every Burger King. Winner is fashioned the true Burger King, and given a free ice cream cone and blood-packed membership to the secret society of leaders that form the ancient Burger Council. I still have my membership right here. <sighs> that was a while ago, though. And I'm here for other, more important things. It's... Oh! <laughs> hey there. Listeners, Patrick is now asking for attention. That's my golden retriever, by the way. All right, come on, big guy. Want to follow great overlord Vicky to their collection room and tell all the lovely darling listeners about it? Yo, yes, you do. <laughs> come on. This is the room where I keep all my collections. Back when I lived with my parents and brother, I kept them in our bedroom, and they called it my... Mom, that really weird person who says they're my sibling is putting creepy things in my room again? Shelf. I complained it was too long, and they usually hit me with brooms until I went back to the closet I mostly lived in and complained about it to the spiders. When I finally got my own place, I decided to make a whole room for them. It was important to me. You might also be wondering how I got this house with my meager radio host-slash-podcaster income. Well, listeners, I'd assume you don't know how Uncanny Valley works, then. As with all villages that have been along around as this one, the Earth has developed a decent amount of sentience, meaning it feels emotions we do, including guilt, anxiety, joy, anxiety but more confusing, craving aesthetic completion, and spiders. Basically, it takes care of its residents, creates the perfect, unknowable pocket dimensions for businesses, the right ritual grounds for mysterious cults, and the perfect homes for families. This house used to be an empty, rundown model home. When I finally moved out of my home after high school, with my back to the family I'd known all my life, throwing sticks at me and yelling, Don't come back! in my eyes and heart to the future, I retraced my steps back to the first place I'd ever set foot, the room I was born in. They say home is where the mysterious introduction into reality's cold talons is, so... Yeah. When I made it back, I found that, much like my own metamorphosis, the house had emerged from its own cocoon, becoming something I could live happily in, complete with an expansive floor plan, working plumbing, a sentient statue garden, and rooms for collections. And I was drawn, like a moth to a flame, back to my roots. Now, on to the collection. Calabini, don't eat that! You silly kitty. Human souls are not for cats. <laughs> I guess I should start with my damn souls then. As is proper care for human souls, they're kept in sacred glass bell jars, which I've decorated with stickers on the lid. I have seven of them, each for a different sin. Charlotte is greed. Bill is wrath. Madrathax, ruler of the dark ones is pride, Lauren is lust, Cello is gluttony, Emma is envy, and Forrest is sloth. I used to have a different one for pride, but it turned out to be a ripoff, just a cat soul. Which is cheap, since everyone knows cats are bloody sinners and rat bastards who usually become demons when they die. After I released the cat, he did turn into a demon, but also a really nice guy. 
I think he works at the post office now. Sadly, speaking of cats, Calabates' breed makes her inclined to eating them. I have to remind her that there are perfectly healthy souls of the innocent flavored meow mix that I buy in bulk just for her. She's still a good kitty, though. Aren't you, Calababy? <gasps> yes, you are. Yes, you are. I think I'm going to make her our official podcast mascot. Our podcast cat. <gasps> our podcat. Now that is just brilliant. A delectable blend of adorable and puntastic, making for a perfect word. All words should strive to be more adorable and puntastic. Really. They're qualities I really look for in my words. Next up in my collection is animal bones. I kept a lot of the bones from my spiders when they died. It was a hard time for me. Thankfully, I was able to carve the bones in time and perform a seance to speak one last time with them. They still only spoke dead languages, but I'd been brushing up on my French just for that occasion. I've also got a dog leg, an antelope skull, a jackalope skull, and a rib of unknown origin. I take very good care of them. I think it's important to keep the dead with you. We are all slowly falling into graves. We just don't know how many feet deep we've gotten. And when I hit six feet, I find comfort in knowing that there are old bones more knowledgeable than me of my next steps. Now, what else do we have? Do, do, do. <gasps> ah, snow globes. I'm calling them snow globes, but technically some of them are sand globes, fog globes, dust globes, flesh particle globes, etc. <gasps> this one is one of my favorites. I got it during a trip I took the summer before freshman year. I got lost wandering in the woods thinking about my own mortality and found myself on the Sun Globe beach halfway across the world. I bought a sand globe and took it back through what turned out to be a small temporary wormhole that had opened up between Sun Glow and Uncanny Valley. That was when I was still allowed to travel. I mean, obviously, since it was before freshman year. Uh, okay, this sack is a cool one. It's money that's out of use. We call them dead bills. I've got a few bloodstone medallions from the 13 kingdoms, which are super neat. These are some coins used in Atlantis for trading. And here's an old Illuminati bonnet. Hang on. Huh? It, it says United States of America across the top. It says United States of America! Good lord! Jumping jelly beans! This is more evidence. I need to text Ellie of this news right now. It is most imperative, she knows. I don't know if she still will want to talk to me after the CVS trip, but... Well, if not, I'll just bring her to her senses in another way. Probably involving some type of forced poetry reading. I have a lot of torture mechanisms involving poetry. <laughs> still... This is fascinating. I had evidence under my nose this whole time. So what does it mean? Well, on one side, the bill says Federal Reserve Note. And below that, the United States of America. In each corner, it has a small one. And in the center, there's a picture of what I'd say is a man with pale hair and a fashionable fluffy collar. To the left, it says New York. To the right, Washington, D.C. The man's portrait is also termed Washington. On the other side, things get a bit more interesting. We have the same one motifs with a tagline reading $1 at the bottom. 
On the right, there is an eagle crest, reading E Pluribus Anum. On the left, we have the Eye of Providence, reading Anuit Coeptus Novus Ordo Seclorum. It also says the Great Seal of the United States. Now, since Latin is actually Ellie's second language, she might do a better job of translating this. But I took some classes, so I'll take a crack at it. Anuit Coeptus could translate to He, yes, are beginning which makes little to no sense. So I'm going to say I am not translating that right. Novus Ordo means new order, though, so this raises a lot of questions. This bill. It has symbols of two of our government branches, the New World Order and the Illuminati. It also seems to indicate that the United States, whatever it is, was more than just a cult. It was, or is, a society possibly working with our government. Maybe, maybe Ellie was right with her whole rampage against trusting the government. Could it be that our beloved leaders, like our own Mothman, the Moth, the Myth, the President, are secretly working against us? No, it can't be that way. But then again, I should know better than anyone that nothing is ever as it seems. I can't tell whether this raises more questions or answers. Either way, though, I've found something big. I suppose this is a good note to leave off on. A cliffhanger, that perilous moment in the balance between the gray, jagged face of the stony rocks and the churning, uncaring maw of a dying sea. I admit, sometimes I can't tell whether I'm closer to the sea or the cliff. So, from my timeline to yours, this is Radio Other. (laughs) 